0: It's that time, the betting predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Slippy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at Slippy J underscore pregame joined here by the NBA fanatic, the basketball guru, Jay Smoove. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Smoove underscore 702 and you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. NBA Monday, going to go ahead and preview a couple games here. I actually have a couple of leans, so there'll be quick previews. Smoove has a pick today on the Philadelphia 76ers and the Golden State Warrior game. I do have a kind of a strong lean here on the Lakers, but the first game I want to start out with, this is a lean here, smooth. I I like the Pacers in this game. Uh, They were laying around two and a half points today, but they come up short against Atlanta on Sunday, and right now they're going to be getting plus one. Look, I just think this is a price mismatch. I don't think this line makes any sense to me. I still believe even the Pacers on a back-to-back that they should be laying points here at home especially coming off of a loss pacers have now lost two straight games and they cannot drop another one here, especially to somebody like San Antonio who hasn't been exactly great on the road. So quick lean here for me pacers. They're going to get a point. You might even get a point and a half. If you do see it, I would grab that immediately because I have a feeling that the pacers end up probably becoming the favorite in this game once the public gets involved. So I'll go ahead. I'll give you guys a quick lean on Indiana uh, plus the one point for Monday move. Let's go ahead and let's talk through the Warriors and Seventy Sixers game. You have a play on that one. Who are you looking at in that game?
1: I like the Sixers in this matchup. It's no official line, but at Fanduel they have it up at eight. Um, and I like that number. You know, I think the Sixers you know, they have a, a rest advantage in this spot, you know, being off a couple of days compared to the Warriors, who just been off. You know, only one day. You know, after that, you know, crazy game Saturday night, uh, prime time against the Celtics. Just looked like that was like a playoff type of game with a lot of energy, a lot of emotion um, going into that one. They were controlling it pretty much in the first half. And, you know, second half, Boston came back and and won it. So took something out of the Warriors. Um, So I'm expecting some fatigue to set in for this matchup. You know, also, they're coming up on the end of a five-game East Coast road trip. And with them being a West Coast team, Uh, having an early start, I think that also play a factor as well. And these teams, you know, they played back on March 23rd, and neither Joel Embiid or Steph Curry played and the Sixers, won by 10. And for this matchup, we know that Embiid will be out there, but not so sure yet if Curry will be, you know, with him being listed as questionable, with him tweaking his ankle in the last game. So my guess is that he will play. Chances are he won't be 100%, but if there's any chance that he doesn't play, you know, I would look to bet this early once the line is officially posted, because a lot like the Clippers game did tonight uh, with Kawhi, you know, being you know officially announced that he would play, and it you know going up to you know eleven or twelve depending on where it closed that you get the better number if you bet this game earlier. Also, the Warriors would be without a key player in uh, James Wiseman, and with his size and his uh, length and athleticism. The Warriors could have used that, you know, trying to do their best to contain Embiid as much as they could. You know, no team's been successful at doing that this year. But now with him being out, you know, that's going to be left up to Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. And I just don't think that'll be enough. With you know, Draymond's a solid defender, but with him being six seven, six eight, you know, that's not going to be enough to handle Embiid. And with Looney, I just don't think he's athletic enough or quick enough to stay with somebody like Embiid. And and really aggressive gets to the free throw line a lot, so I can easily see, uh, one if not both guys, you know, getting drawing some early fouls, uh, with Embiid, you know, in another spot, you know, prime time. So I think he's going he's to stay aggressive. You know, the Sixers they do have some guys, some key guys listed as questionable, uh, right now: Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and Dwight Howard. But with them having a, a couple extra days of rest, I do think at least two. Out of those three, maybe all three would be available. But if not, I'm still confident in, in their bench players and Cork Mons, uh, Sheik Milton and, and Matisse uh to continue to play well against the Warriors team, you know, as they did you know, in their last game against the Clippers and cover the spread and won the game. You know, Just one more factor, this hasn't been a favorable matchup You know, over the last few years for the Warriors matching up with the Sixers. Over the last 12 matchups, they're only three and nine against the spread. Uh, when they played the Sixers and in Philadelphia, haven't been that good either. Only two and 11 against the spread against the Sixers in Philly. So I'm a the points with Philly. Uh, also, maybe a, a first half bet may be in play, but I'll definitely take him for the full game. You know, I think the
0: interesting thing there, smooth, is going to come down to whether Curry can go ahead and continue to go ahead and, and reign threes like he's been. You know, last game, he scored 47 points, 11 for 19 from three. You know, he, he's just been, you know, running and gunning 33 points a game before 42, 53, 38, 32, 41. Uh, the last time that Curry scored under 30 points, got to go all the way back to March the 17th when he played against Houston, of all teams, surprising. Uh, but, I mean, Curry's just been on fire. But I have a feeling that, you know, he might struggle here a little bit on the road, at least not play, you know, up to, you know, where he's been playing. And I think that that's one of the problems, you know, when you're on the road sometimes, you know, and, and somebody's playing extremely well, you know, that that team actually might just depend on Curry to go ahead and just keep up that current pace. But I mean, at some point he's going to have an off game. You know, you can't shoot 11 for 19. He was 11 for 16, uh, a couple games back against OKC, 10 for 18, you know, from three. So, I mean, is he going to continue to score 50 and and 40 some points? Um, You know, that's not going to happen. And I think Philly's going to go, you know, if we could stop Curry in this game, then, you know, they stand a pretty good chance of not only winning, but no, I feel like a cover um, is probably probably going to be end up happening here um, against the Warriors. You know, the play that I'll probably go ahead and play here, Smooth, is maybe look at Ben Simmons' points, rebounds, and assists over. Uh, you gave that one out, well, I want to say maybe it was a couple days ago, and uh, that one, Cash, don't exactly remember the team that they played. But, you no, know, the last time he played the Warriors, uh, he did actually well. It was the last time he scored 20-plus points. He had 22 points in that game, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, so – I think he can come back here and have that type of a game. And he's been, you know, somewhat quiet, you know, to relative to, you know, what his expectations are. One of the things I noticed, you know, in, just in the fantasy land, you know, with fantasy sports is that, you know, his price, you know, for him to go ahead and, you know, plug him into your lineup has just, it's gotten very, very cheap. And I think a lot of that's just due to, you know, his current play. But as you had mentioned, you know, there are a couple of key pieces for Philly who, you know, right now they are a little bit banged up. So, you know, if they're going to go ahead and lean on somebody, they're going to lean on Embiid. they're going to lean on Simmons. And if Harris and Curry and those guys aren't going to play or if they are somewhat limited or let's just say they do play and they're like 50 percent. I believe, you know, Simmons is going to be the guy to say, you know what? I got this. Uh, we can go out. We could beat this team, especially at home. So I'll go ahead. I'll give that out. I don't know exactly what that number will be for his points, rebounds and assists. Smooth, you said his last time you saw that one when you gave that out, the, the ticket that you cash was right around 26 and a half.
1: It was a uh, twenty six and a half and he, he got it at twenty eight or twenty nine.
0: All right, cool. So I, I would assume it's probably gonna be somewhere, you know, within that area. All right, so twenty six and a half, that was the number that Smooth gave out when he cashed his ticket. That was when Simmons went up against the Nets. So I certainly think there's a chance that you know he can go ahead and, and have a pretty good game here against the Warriors. Uh the other game I like, guys, and this is a stronger lean. I like the Lakers to go ahead and repeat their last performance against the Jazz, and that was an outright win. I think they stand a good chance to win this one, but you can get five points here, and I'll go ahead. I'll grab the five points. I think, you know, one of the things that is probably going to bother the Jazz, at least for a game or two, is the fact that Mitchell's out, and it doesn't matter who's in there. All your starters could be in there. You know, when you lose your number one guy, it's going to take you a game or two to kind of, you know, get everything wrong, get get your feet under you, and figure out, you know, exactly what we're going to do with this offense. And I have a feeling, you know, the Jazz have a couple guys out. Conley's probably going to be back. Gobert will be back more than likely. And those guys are all going to go out there, and you know, it's going to look like, like kind of a daunting lineup against the Lakers. But look, the Lakers have played, you no, know, I feel like long enough without Anthony Davis and LeBron James to where the guys that they have on the floor could go out there, compete, and execute. And they did that in the last game. So I don't see any reason why the Lakers can't go ahead you know, and pick up, you know, try to pick up another win here. They haven't had back-to-back wins move. It's been, I want to say it's like three weeks now. And it's funny because they were against, I think it was Orlando, and it might have been Houston. So, I mean, you know, worst teams in the league. But I think they're going to come back and they might actually win this game and end up beating the Jazz, you know, two games in a row, which would be, you know, a little bit surprising to a lot of people. But I have a feeling the Lakers come out here and uh, they're focused, they're ready to go. And I think the Jazz might be trying to figure out and find their offense. You know, one of the things I looked at when I looked at the Jazz, you know, Clarkson, I think he could do a half decent job filling in for Mitchell, but he just doesn't do, you know, necessarily what Mitchell does on the floor. I I don't believe there's that leadership there. I don't want to say heart, but I just have a feeling like Mitchell does a lot of things, you know, on the floor that Clarkson can't do. And Clarkson went out and he shot a ton in the last game and he had a bunch of points, but I have a feeling if he goes out and he shoots a ton like that again, uh, it's going to put you know, the Jazz behind the eight ball. So that's kind of what I think about that game. Smooth, you got any thoughts on the Jazz and Lakers tomorrow?
1: My, myself, wouldn't look too much towards uh side. I know the total sitting at 216, which seems pretty low, but these are uh, two defenses that rank top five. And some of my favorite stats are measuring the team and uh, defensive rating and opponent effective field goal percentage. And with a lot of key guys out or questionable on both sides, you know, with uh, Anthony Davis and, LeBron still out and not knowing how healthy or um you know how much effort uh Conley and Gobert give, you know if if they come back for this game. And I will look towards the under especially since they just played uh, not too long ago. Um pretty familiar with each other. So uh, I think I think both teams defenses no matter what will show up and I don't think you'll get as um you know as great of a game, you know from the Lakers role players. Uh, that they did, you know, uh, last game, like the KCP, I think he was shooting the lights out, and uh, some of the players on Utah, um, with Donovan Mitchell being out, you know, for their first game, since he uh, messed up his ankle, you know, a lot of role players stepped up and played well in his absence, but uh, I think that'll, you know, come back down to earth, so even though it's a low total sitting at 216, you know, I would would lean towards the under in that one. You brought up something that kind of triggered my mind, when you were talking about Mitchell and
0: it actually had to do with um, had to do with the Knicks today. I don't know. Did you happen to watch that game by any chance today?
1: Oh yeah. I watched it. I had a, I had a lean towards the Knicks, but towards the Knicks, but I didn't, I didn't like the spot because it was a 10 AM game.
0: You know, it's funny. Cause I ended up taking the Knicks. I took them on the money line and I'm like, you know what? It just, it's, it looked like one of those games where, Typically, the Knicks would lose that game. And I was like, you know what, like how many times have you and I talked about this team this year? Like, you know, if they're going to step up and be for real, you know, they got to step up in this spot. And I think that's one of the things that the Knicks have done, you know, throughout the years that, you know, when they needed to step up, like for a particular game, especially like against the team that they probably could or should be. Um, they always seem to go ahead and step up. But, you know, one of the guys that surprised the hell out of me, man, today was, was Noel you know, I haven't watched a ton of New York this season and I obviously haven't watched a ton of Noel, you know, he hasn't been, you know, he just hasn't been like a key part really of any team, like, you know, throughout the entire season, but it's like, you know, this guy kind of like resurrected his career in New York. And I think Thibodeau, you know, was using him. And I think actually this, this goes for a lot of the, the Knicks players. I mean, you got guys out there like Rose, you know, you got Bullock out there, you know, those guys have been floating around the league for quite some time now, but it's like, You know, Thibodeau seems like he's getting the best out of these guys and putting them in a position to go ahead and play, you know, that they want to play. Julius Randle was kind of unstoppable today, but I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Knicks or Noel in general, but Noel, I mean, he shocked the crap out of me today with just how well he's playing. He looks like he kind of like, and I know a lot of the problem with him for, for, you know, a number of years was, you know, injuries, but this is like the healthiest I've ever seen him ever look. And he's making a big impact for that Knicks team. it kinda reminds me of like a maybe like a Clint Compella when he was healthy. It's like Noel's playing that well right now. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Knicks. That's a team that you and I have been talking about. Uh they won six in a row. They're currently sitting in the sixty. They're a game and a half in front of Miami in front of the seventh. So uh that team's playing well. Have you seen anything from the Knicks? Do I feel, do you feel like maybe I'm on the I'm on the right track though with Noel at least?
1: Yeah, it's uh, funny that you ma- mentioned Noel cuz about uh, a couple years ago, um, I think when Westbrook and Paul George was last year in in Oklahoma City and he was on the team with them backing up Stephen Adams uh, on Twitter a lot, I would tweet out that um that the Thunder should start Noel over Adams just because of his athleticism and his defensive presence that he brings more with his ability to as you can see today, you know, challenge and block a lot of shots at the rim. Um, I think he's, you know, either second or first in blocks per game this year because he's playing starter minutes um, after Mitchell Robinson, their original starting center, went out. But, yeah, I just love his activity. Um, he's always been a player like that, just going back to watching him at Kentucky. You know, he he was that, um, like, that pipeline center out of Kentucky, you know, after Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns. I think he came after them, but he wasn't the—he didn't bring the offensive presence that those other two brought. But he brought the defensive presence. He was averaging about four or five blocks a game and double-digit rebounds, and he's doing that a lot now with the Knicks. And he's, you know, with the coach like Tom Thibodeau, he's probably one of the best defensive coaches I've seen. You know, over the last maybe five or ten years or so, He's um, really putting him in positions to where he could really uh, showcase his game defensively, and he's bringing something to that Knicks team, you know, to, to keep their defense at the top of the league um, to go alongside, you know, their three, you know, top offensive players in Julius Randle, um, R.J. Barrett, and uh, my guy Derrick Rose, he had a, a really good game too, you know, getting more minutes than uh, Alfred Payton. Uh, I think that he should be starting, but you know, that's another conversation for another day. But yeah, I really like what I'm seeing from the Knicks lately. You know, they're going to be a for sure playoff team and The win today was really impressive, you know, beating the Pelicans team that they had just beat, you know, a few days ago in uh, in New Orleans and being in a bad spot, you know, with the early game, you know, with the Pelicans looking, you know, out for revenge and um, them coming back from a double-digit lead and, you know, them, the Knicks still uh, being able to find a way to win that game, that was a pretty impressive win. So I like what I'm seeing from the Knicks. Yeah, big shot from Bullock
0: there. And it was was funny because D. Rose – you know, the, the defense kind of collapsed on him. You know, when I watch him play in general, you know, it just seems like he has a, like there's a lot of command of the offense. Like they, they kind of know what they're doing. They play at a little bit of a quicker pace. You know, I for me, if, if you ask me, I don't think there's going to be many teams that want to see the Knicks. I think they'll be OK playing them in a series in the playoffs. But they're going to grind the team down come playoff time. You know, whether it's Milwaukee, the Nets, Sixers, whoever it might be. They're, they're going to end up wearing somebody out, you know, in that first round. And it's going to be like, man, the team's going to go into the second round thinking that that they would hope that they would have like a breath of fresh air after their first round matchup. But, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to want to end up playing the Knicks, you know, especially with the way that they play defense. And, you know, that team's playing pretty well. Um, I don't know if they'll win a series, but I think it depends on the matchup that they get. But I like watching that team. That team really impressed me today and uh, especially Noel. Uh, but that's it, guys. We'll give you those picks for tomorrow. A couple of leans there. I'll give you guys the Pacers plus the one point like them. Uh, I'll take the Lakers plus the five. I think there's a, a, a little bit of a chance that they can go ahead and repeat, knock off the Jazz again, get another outright win. Smooth, he's going to go ahead. He's going to take the Sixers. Uh, early line right now on FanDuel, Sixers minus eight. And I'll go ahead and I'll give you guys Ben Simmons uh, player prop, points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, our estimated line right now right around 26, 27 and a half. Uh, I think he goes over that and has a pretty big game. You guys know where to find me on Twitter, SleepyJay underscore pregame. You guys know where to find Jay Smoove on Twitter as well at Smoove underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on your Monday. Enjoy the games.